This is my life. This is my time. I believe. Hi, I'm Marty Lynn, Certified Dream Builder Coach, and I teach women over 60, like me, how to dream big and bloom. That means to envision what they really want out of life and to not settle. You can learn more at my website and blog at dreambigandbloom.com. And although I specialize in helping women over 60 who are longing for more out of their retirement years, the Dream Builder system works for everyone. Everyone is welcome here, and everyone can benefit from listening to this podcast and doing the practices. My intention with this podcast is to inspire you to not settle in life, to go for what makes your heart sing, and create a life you absolutely love. This one is the first of a three-part series based on my three-hour workshop, and you're going to learn some foundational principles of the tested, proven, reliable Dream Builder system and be given some transformational exercises so you can see how it works. First, a little bit about me and why I do this work. Ever since I was a young girl, my dream was to help people become happier and more prosperous. I felt blessed to be born into a comfortable middle-class family, and I believed that it wasn't right for me to be happy and prosperous when others weren't. For many years, that belief prevented me from enjoying life as much as I might have because I held myself back by rejecting prosperity out of guilt, as if that would make a difference. It's funny how the mind works sometimes. I didn't realize how counterproductive and unnecessary that was until much later in life. I was divorced, a single mom, and I took a prosperity workshop at a New Thought Church and started learning about the spiritual laws of prosperity. The positive aspect of my desire to give back was that it motivated me to do a lot of good work in the world. I was very active in church activities, and I did a lot of volunteer work. I spent one summer during my college years at UC Berkeley doing community development work with Amigos Anonymous in a small town in central Mexico. And after graduating from college, I served in the Peace Corps for four years in Liberia, West Africa, as an elementary school teacher, curriculum developer, and teacher trainer. Then I came back to the States and settled down to have children, but I continued to teach and serve as a preschool teacher, an elementary school teacher in both public and private schools, a program director of a child care center, a jazzercise instructor, a realtor, and a computer tutor. So I've always been a teacher and coach in some capacity. Another passion of mine has been learning about personal growth and spiritual development. I think it started when I read Wayne Dyer's first book, Your Erroneous Zones. It really blew my mind to learn that I had erroneous ideas that were adversely affecting my life, and I was so excited to learn that there were solutions to people's problems, mostly just a matter of changing one's thinking, and that would make people's lives so much better. And later, I discovered that there were people doing something called life coaching, It wasn't well known at the time, and I didn't have the confidence that I could make a living doing it, so I put the idea on the back burner. 
but my dream was to become a life coach someday and share all the great information and techniques that I was learning. I thought it would be so fulfilling to share what I was learning with others and help them to have more joy, peace, and prosperity. And it is. For more than 45 years, I've read so many books, invested in workshops, coaching, and certification programs, and I've had a lot of great teachers and mentors. Then, when the economy crashed in 2008 in the U.S., my real estate business degenerated into shuffling papers on foreclosure sales. There was absolutely no fulfillment in that. So, I took a huge risk. I quit the business, sold my house, and moved in an entirely new direction. It was a very challenging thing to do, and I don't think I could have gotten through it without all the personal and spiritual development work I had done on myself. I sustained some real financial hardships for a few years, but I also committed to finally realizing my dream to teach others all the great things I had learned. I became an affirmative prayer practitioner with the Centers for Spiritual Living and a facilitator of the Voice for Love with an online ministry called the Voice for Love. I still didn't see how to develop a career and how to make a living from either of these, and I wanted to be able to build a retirement nest egg. I was pretty discouraged, and I was almost ready to give up. But I loved learning, growing, and helping others so much. You know, it's really a calling for me. In the meantime, I had started a business as a computer tutor because there was a real need for that at the time. And of course, I loved teaching and helping people feel better about themselves. And I was showing them that they could learn new things and manage technology, and it gave them great relief. And then I found Mary Morrissey and her Dream Builder program. Mary and I have a lot in common, having been teachers, been avid students of spiritual and personal growth, having invested in mentoring and certifications, and walking the talk. And her Dream Builder program has the perfect combination of spiritual principles, psychology, and science. It isn't just too woo-woo, like create a vision board of a big mansion and a million dollars, or set some huge goals and then just drive yourself and push, push, push yourself, like buck up, just do it. It's based on taking action, but with joy and ease, using the law of attraction and universal spiritual principles. And everything's organized in a way that makes it easy to implement. I love it that she's organized the myriad of universal spiritual, psychological, and scientific knowledge into a simple, doable 12-step system that produces results. And she offers a coach certification program that includes training in how to develop a career in coaching. Mary and the other five faculty members have coaching businesses themselves and demonstrate how one can achieve incredible results with joy and ease. I can't even tell you how excited I was after all these years to finally find the way to create the life I had always wanted. Finding the money to invest in the training wasn't easy for me at the time, but by applying what the Dream Builder program had taught me, I found a way and my life and my business began to transform. 
It really is just a matter of using the Dream Builder tools consistently. I learned how to operate in harmony with the universal principles of success, how to break through any resistance, and enjoy ever-increasing levels of fulfillment in the four areas that matter most, health, relationships, vocation, and time and money freedom. And the best part? The process is joyful and energizing and fun. Now I have the privilege and joy of teaching these principles and witnessing amazing changes in my clients' lives. I'm so passionate about sharing the good news and getting this proven system into the hands of as many people as possible. I'm not getting any younger, and I can tell you I'm making up for lost time. The Dream Builder program is a proven, reliable, and repeatable 12-week system that will help transform any dream you have into your reality and create a life you absolutely love living, and with more fun and ease than you ever thought possible. Now, just a little more about Mary Morrissey. Mary is one of the top transformational leaders in the human potential movement. During her 40-plus years in this field, she's helped thousands of people create fuller, happier, and more meaningful lives. She's the author of two best-selling books, No Less Than Greatness and Building Your Field of Dreams, which became a PBS special. These books are out of print now, but the information is all in the Dream Builder program. Mary's spoken three times at the United Nations. She's held week-long meetings with His Holiness the Dalai Lama, and she's created two multi-million dollar businesses. She's also very open about her life journey, its ups and downs, and how the Dream Builder principles and practices have served her in becoming the fulfilled and successful person that she is today. I'm very grateful to Mary for all the work she's done and for the opportunity to bring her tested and proven Dream Building system to you and to have finally realized my lifelong dream of becoming a life coach. Like I said, I'm on a mission to help others manifest the life of their dreams, and perhaps more quickly than I did. I'm so happy for you that you found your way here so you can learn to transform your dreams into reality, and I'm eager to share it with you. So let's begin. First, it's no accident that you're here. There's a pull of something greater seeking to emerge through you, or you wouldn't still be listening. So I invite you to honor that which is seeking to emerge from you within by being all in. Open yourself up to some new ideas and possibilities. Some of you are going to want to go deeper with dream building to learn more and to make some changes and invest in yourself and your dreams. One study showed that people who get coaching have a 65% higher chance of success. For those of you who will want to take this information and learn how to really integrate it into your life, I invite you to book a complimentary discovery session. It's an hour-long coaching call where we get clear on exactly where you are now, where you would love to be, and come up with a plan for you to get there. Just go to dreambigandbloom.com and click on Book a Free Discovery Call. Now I'm going to tell you an inspiring story. It's from the Chicken Soup for the Soul Anniversary Edition book. It's about a man named Walt Jones of Tacoma, Washington. He was 104 years old when this story was told. Walt outlived his third wife, to whom he was married for 52 years. 
When she died, someone said to Walt that it must be sad losing such a longtime friend. And his response was, well, of course it was, but then again, maybe it's for the best. Why was that? Well, I don't want to be negative or say anything to defame her wonderful character, but she kind of petered out on me over the last decade, he said. And when asked to explain, he went on to add, Well, she just never wanted to do nothing, just kind of became a stick in the mud. I told my wife, we ain't never seen nothing except the beautiful Pacific Northwest. And she asked me what was on my mind, and I told her I was thinking about buying a motor home, and maybe we could visit all 48 of the contiguous states. What do you think of that, I asked. She said, I think you're out of your mind, Walt. Why do you say that, I asked. Well, we get mugged out there. We'd die, and there wouldn't be a funeral parlor. And then she said, well, who's going to drive, Walter? And she said, I am. And I said, I am, Lambie. And she said, you'll kill us. And I said, I'd like to make footprints in the sands of time before I check out. But you can't make footprints in the sands of time if you're sitting on your butt, unless you intend to make butt prints in the sands of time. So now that she's gone, Walt, what do you intend to do? What do I intend to do? I buried the old gal and I bought me a motorhome. This is 1976, and I intend to visit all 48 of the states to celebrate our bicentennial. Well, Walt got to visit 43 of the states that year, selling curios and souvenirs. When asked if he'd ever picked up a hitchhiker, he said once in a while and made a few friends on the way. Walt hadn't had his motorhome but a few months, and his wife had only been buried for six months when he was driving down the street. He was seen driving down the street with a rather attractive 62-year-old woman at his side. Walt, he was asked. Yeah, he replied. Who was that woman sitting by your side? Who's your new lady friend, Walt? To which he replied, yeah, she is. She is what? My lady friend. Lady friend, Walt, you've been married three times. You're 104 years old. This woman must be four decades younger than you. Well, he responded, I quickly discovered that man cannot live by motorhome alone. Well, I can understand that, Walt. You probably miss having someone to talk to after having a companion all these years. Without hesitation, Walt replied, Talk? Yeah, I miss that too. Too? Are you inferring that you have a romantic interest? I just might. Walt, what? There comes a time in a person's life when you knock that stuff off. Sex, he replied. Yes. Why? Well, because that kind of physical exertion could be hazardous to a person's health. Walt considered the question, and then he said, Well, if she dies, she dies. Love that story. A hundred and four years old. Or should I say young? So inspiring. And... I just happen to be living one of my dreams of living full-time in a motorhome. This story illustrates a foundational principle of dream building, that you can have a big dream at any age, under any circumstances, at any age in life. Walt had a dream, and so do you. And that's what drew you here today. That longing for more is life itself, your creator, seeking to have a fuller, freer, more expansive expression through you. 
The desire for more out of life is the most natural thing in the world. Like the Talmud says, every single blade of grass has an angel whispering over it, saying, grow, grow, grow. And have you noticed how a blade of grass will press through cement, seeking the light? That same power is at work in you. One of the ways we discover more of ourselves and grow is by the questions we ask. It's been said that the quality of our life is determined by the quality of questions we ask. Most of us are taught to ask questions that keep us thinking small, like, how am I going to get to the end of the month and pay my bills? When we could be asking a more empowering question, like, how can I travel to the south of France and make $10,000 while doing it? That first question isn't really a question, it's a complaint, a lament. The second question is a real question that will elicit answers. In the mid-1800s, there was a group of people who came together at a home in Concord to ask some big questions. A worldwide movement for change had exploded with the revolutions of 1848, and reform was in the air, particularly in New England. Ralph Waldo Emerson was the host of these conversations, and he invited people to his home regularly to discuss bigger questions. People like Nathaniel Hawthorne, the Alcotts, Louisa May Alcott, who wrote Little Women. These conversations became known as the Concord Conversations, and it was out of this that the Transcendentalist movement grew. Emerson also allowed his handyman to sit on the stairs and listen in, and after a while, the members of the group couldn't deny that he was a man of great depth and wisdom, and they invited him to be a part of the conversations. His name was Henry David Thoreau. And Thoreau said, I don't want to just talk about this. I want to test it. I want to enter into an experiment. That's what I'm inviting you to do here, to enter into an experiment with what is possible, to open yourself up to new ideas and possibilities. Thoreau said, I want to learn how to suck the marrow out of aliveness. So he moved to the woods about one and a half miles from where Emerson lived, and he lived deliberately for two years, two months, and two days. And he wrote his famous essay, Walden. He discovered a code for how the universe works. And when we understand this code, we are capable of creating a dream of any magnitude. This is what he wrote. I have learned this, at least by my experiment, that if one advances confidently in the direction of their dream, endeavoring to live the life they are imagining, one passes an invisible boundary. All sorts of things begin to occur that never otherwise would have occurred. One begins to meet with a success unexpected in common hours. New, more universal, more liberal laws begin to establish themselves around this person, or the old laws are rearranged in one's favor. Nevertheless, one begins to live with the license of a higher order of being. Let's deconstruct this code in this quote. Thoreau says, if one, if, you don't have to do this. If one, this is self-initiated. Some people live 90 years, 
Other people live one year 90 times. They never have these ideas in mind. Thoreau says, if one advances confidently, this doesn't mean that we don't get scared at times. Confidence means we do it afraid, but we do it anyway. One advances confidently in the direction of their dream. You have to have a sense of direction because, as they say, no wind is favorable to the sailor who has no destination in mind. You have to have some kind of a vision. And you can also stay open to something even better. As we say in dream building, this or something better. So they are advancing confidently and endeavoring to live the life they are imagining. Endeavoring means attempting or making an effort. You don't need to do it perfectly, but you do need to make the effort. In dream building, we act as if. We put it on. We live as if it's already accomplished, as much as possible. And then, as Thoreau says, one passes an invisible boundary. We all have invisible boundaries. Boundaries created by our habits of thinking. They're called paradigms. Paradigms are habitual thinking patterns and beliefs. And it can become scary as we come up against our fears, as we start playing outside the boundaries of our paradigms. Sometimes this will seem effortless because, as Thoreau says, all sorts of things begin to happen. And these are the times when the right people show up. Circumstances begin to kind of do backflips in the service of your dream. And one begins to meet with, quote, a success unexpected in common hours. Common hours means the common way of thinking. Thoreau and the Transcendentalists were challenging the common ways of thinking, the common hours thinking. And then, as Thoreau says, one begins to live with a license of a higher order of being. There is such freedom when you know you have that license, when you know there's a system, a method that works. Remember when you got your driver's license, the sense of freedom and adventure? In my next podcast, I'm going to share with you Mary Morrissey's amazing personal story about when she was given only six months to live. It's a story that demonstrates these principles. It's the experience that set her on the path that led her to her amazing work in the world and to creating the Dream Builder program many years later for helping others realize their dream. Her story demonstrates the incredible power of thought to change our lives for both the good and the bad. It demonstrates the importance of understanding that everything is created twice. Everything is first a thought before it can become a thing, and how living your dream starts with your thoughts. In the meantime, your assignment for this week, should you choose to accept it, is to, as Thoreau said, Advance confidently in the direction of your dreams. Remember, advancing confidently doesn't mean we don't get scared at times. Confidence means we do it anyway. And in the direction of your dream means moving toward what you envision as the life you would truly love, and at the same time being open to something even better than you can imagine right now. Because, as Thoreau said, all sorts of things begin to occur that never otherwise would have occurred. Remember, 
that no wind is favorable to the sailor who has no destination in mind. You have to have a clear picture in your mind. So I invite you to number one, start moving confidently in that direction of the life you would love. Endeavor to live the life you have imagined. You attempt, you make an effort. You don't need to do it perfectly, but you do need to put it on to live as if it's already manifested as much as possible. Number two, make notes in a journal or notebook of any invisible boundaries in your thinking, your paradigms, your habitual thinking and habits of belief that are holding you back. Those beliefs that might be preventing you from changing things. Number three, make some notes about your fear, how it comes up and the fear-based thoughts that start chattering in your mind as soon as you start playing outside the boundary of your paradigms. And number four, make notes about the cool things that begin to happen. When the right people show up, when circumstances begin to do backflips in the service of your dream, and how you begin to meet with a success unexpected in common hours, impossible according to the common ways of thinking. I hope you will begin to live with that license of a higher order of being and experience that feeling of freedom as you realize your power to create a life you love and to overcome any circumstances, situations, or conditions. And I'd love to know about your results and your epiphanies or your questions. I invite you to share the comments on the blog page for this podcast at dreambigandbloom.com or my Facebook page, Just search for Dream Big and Bloom or in my private Facebook group, Women Over 60 Seeking More. The transcript for this podcast and the assignments will be posted in those places also. I hope you'll join me next week to hear Mary's amazing story and learn more powerful principles and practices of the Dream Builder system. Here's to living a life you absolutely love. Bye for now.